This is Dr. Bob Patton. Welcome to Making Much of His Mission. His mission, of course, is to see many come to Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, so we can't be with Jesus Christ. The Bible says further, The wages of sin is death. We are separated from Him and ultimately will go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He gives us this as a gift. We can't earn it, but we can receive it. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become children of God. So as we receive Jesus Christ, he comes into our life, gives us his life, which is eternal life, and allows us to spend eternity with him. That is ultimately his mission. Let us all yield totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as our personal Savior. And now, the message for today. Welcome to Making His Mission Our Mission. Today we want to look at a very important question. How can a virgin give birth? I want to talk about the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the question we can ask may be the question that Mary asked to the angel. How this shall, shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? Well, brothers and sisters, Mary was chosen by God and blessed by him. She was an extraordinary woman. She was worthy of our study. She's worthy of our respect. I honor her, but I do not worship her. I do not believe that Mary is the mother of God. I do not believe that Mary was born without sin, nor that she was a perpetual virgin. In fact, it's quite clear that Joseph knew her not until the birth of Jesus, and that there were many other children born, several, plural that is, sisters and four brothers. And if they had been born with a, a virgin birth because she was a perpetual virgin, then they, like Jesus, would be supernatural and should have been born without a sin nature, and we know that that is not true. Furthermore, I do not believe that she was taken to heaven without dying or that she can redeem us from our sins because she is a sinner too. The Bible tells us so. God's infallible word says that Mary needed a Savior and praise the Lord for his provision. Luke 1, 46-47, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoiceth in God my Savior. <clears throat> She needed a savior too, but she was a unique woman. She was chosen of God to bear his son as predicted by the prophet Isaiah 700 years earlier. Isaiah 7:14 Therefore shall the Lord himself shall give you a sign, behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Thus Mary was specially chosen by God. The angel said the following, Luke one twenty eight, Hail, thou art that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Notice that he says, not blessed art thou above women, but blessed art thou among women. And we too can be blessed of the Lord who is with us 
And indeed, when we receive Jesus Christ, he is not only with us, but in us. Mary was blessed. She had held herself a pure virgin. Had she not done that, she could not have been used. And she willingly submitted to the Lord. She knew the risks. Her espoused husband, Joseph, could divorce her. He could even charge her with adultery. She could actually be executed publicly. And at best, the, she would have to endure all sorts of backtalk and rumors and insinuations about her behavior. Joseph himself would have to endure the same. The angel explained when she asked, how can this thing be? The following, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called a son of God. Knowing this, she submitted to the consequences. She said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. We too, brothers and sisters, can experience God's blessing, his power, his guidance, when we too submit to him, be it unto me according to thy word. Question. Have we determined to submit to God in all areas of our life on a daily basis? Do we, like Paul, ask this question, Lord, what would you have me to do? Remember, that was at his conversion. Our old self-centered nature wants to run our lives. We all submit. Pardon, uh, we all battle with submission. I battle with submission. It's a daily fight. But we should submit to God, and he will enable us to do that. And Mary is a wonderful example to us. Furthermore, the birth was a supernatural birth. A virgin birth is not passable by natural means. Now, Adam's birth was by creation, by the breath of God. And Eve's as well, especially made. But other than that, with the exception of Jesus Christ, Every man and woman who have come upon the earth are born by natural means, but not Jesus. This was accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit. What is impossible to man is possible for God. And the angel said, for with God, nothing is impossible. We need to remember that the Christian life is a supernatural life. His indwelling is supernatural. His power working through us is supernatural. And as we yield to him, we can see this power occur. We can trust him to work out in our uh, his will for our lives as we put our lives in him. Now, most of the time he works in natural ways or through his providence, but he can, if necessary, step in in a supernatural way. Also, Mary experienced a sword in her soul. At 40 days, Mary and Joseph went for a dedication of the baby and for the cleansing of Mary. An old man who was there, his name of Simeon, God had showed Simeon, before you die, you will see the Messiah. He takes his child and prophesies to Mary, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign that shall be, which will be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce 
through thy souls also. Thirty years later, Mary was still under the talking of people about her immoral behavior, supposedly, false accusations. Now she sees her son dying on the cross. One had mentioned that this is one of the strongest proofs of uh, the virgin birth, whereas she saw her son, she could have easily hollered out, Son, I deceived you. I know the father who conceived you. Uh, you're not virgin-born. But she knew that was not true. She knew that he was a virgin-born son of God, dying for our sins. And she bared the reproach. Peter says, If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. For, his, for their part is evil spoken of, but for your part he is glorified. Finally, Mary remained steadfast. She remained steadfast through all her life, bearing the reproach. She remained steadfast at the cross, where Jesus placed her in the care of the Apostle John. And in Acts chapter 1, we find her again steadfast, praying with the disciples and the total of 120 believers. Now, I think it's worth noticing noting, by the way, that the apostles prayed with her, they did not pray to her. Like Mary, we all want to remain steadfast. I want to finish strong. I'm sure you do too. I think of Demas. What do we remember from Demas? Demas has forsaken me, <clears throat> having gone back into the present world. That's what I remember of him. Do I think he's saved? Oh, I think he probably is. Will we meet him in heaven? I suspect we probably will. But he bears the reproach of backing off and going back into the world. What we want to hear when we face the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ as believers is the following. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. May the Lord abundantly bless you. And a final reminder, what we cannot do in our own strength, he can do through us. So as we try to apply what we've learned today, let us yield it to him and ask him to live his life through us. And once again, this is Dr. Bob Patton from Making Much of His Missions, wishing you a blessed day. God bless you.